You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of the Corridor Media Group's Diversity Straight Out podcast. I'm your host, Sadiqa Bakta, President of Nikea Diversity Consulting. And I'm Anthony Arrington, Managing Partner of Top Rank. Special shout out to our sponsors. Without you, we could not be doing this show at all. ACT, Align Energy, and Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust. Thank you so much for going on this wild journey with us. We're about to get under the hood today, folks, and talk about this diversity, equity, inclusion, and engagement space. We've got a great guest for you. His name is James Klein. He's the president and CEO of Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust. James just received a certified diversity professional certification. He's one of only 27 people in the state of Iowa to receive that. So we want to talk to James. We want to learn why he he took that journey and why, why that matters to him. So let's get started. Keeping it real. How do you use your energy? Giving back to your community? Fueling your drive to deliver hope for neighbors in need. At Alliant Energy, we're creating more clean, renewable energy every single day to power what matters to you. Because even during the most powerful moments in our lives, we're not thinking about power. We're thinking about a brighter future. Alliant Energy, powering beyond. The phrase, people you can bank on, it kind of embodies our legacy. What I think that means is we care about our clients, we care about our community, and we care for each other. Having been in business for over 20 years and uh, explored all possibilities of financing and you know, banking relationships, I have found that the people at Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust are people that you can really bank on. Welcome to the Corridor Business Journal's Diversity Straight Up Season 3. We're very excited to be here. I'm Sadika Bakter, your co-host. Yes, and I'm Anthony Arrington, your other co-host. And we're looking forward to a great season. Uh, we'd like to really thank all of our sponsors, thanks all of our supporters, ACT, Alliant Energy, and CRBT, Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. We really appreciate the support. Looking forward to a good time. So let's get under the hood a little bit. Yes, thank yes. you, Anthony. And I just want to say a special shout out to our listeners and our sponsors. Without you, we would not be here for season Absolutely. three. We're excited to have an exciting one. There's a lot that's happening in the landscape. And we have amazing slate of guest executives for season three. And we have James Klein, president of Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust, with us to kick off season three. So, James, welcome all to right, the show. Right. It's great to be here. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we have a little fun. Yeah. Before we get started, James, one of the things we do is we, we have a little conversation about what's on our mind, and, and something's been uh, nagging at me for a while here. And something's on my mind. It's this been the Ukraine-Russia uh, war. Um, listen, I don't know much about war. I thought I'd never lived through wars, and I've lived through two or three of them now. But what's been concerning to me is what I've been learning and reading about the racism that's existing with people of color trying to cross the border to get to some of the refugee cities. Just blatant racism at the border with people of color. And and it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see that, but it's been really disturbing to know that people running from war are having a tough time getting, trying to get away because of their skin color. That's, that's been, it's been a tough one. Oh, what do you think about that? We're living in some challenging, troubling, disturbing times. Yeah. 
And whenever I see people that are trying to leave because their situation is horrible, and that the first thing someone sees is the color of their skin, is definitely troubling yeah. because it's people. It's a social construct when yeah. it comes to race as well as colorism. Yeah. For me, that should not matter when no. it comes to humanity no. and helping people who are trying mm. to leave a troubling yeah. situation, a life-threatening yeah. situation, and are trying to find refuge. What? But I also yeah. see on the other end receiving refugees. I'm not saying that it's any better, too, Anthony. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of oh, um, God, yeah. hate and discrimination that is occurring with the refugee populations in general that mm -hmm. I'm seeing here. Uh, not across the board, but I do see that. Um, yeah. th what do you think, James? Yeah, I, I didn't know this until you just brought this yeah. up. So tell, tell me more. Like, what's happening? Well, I mean, you just read in the news, but you can we see. So I, I'm crossing the border, and I've got a pass, and you've got a pass, and we're all supposed to be cleared to cross. But I get right. stopped. And I get asked questions, and I get told I can't cross the border. And oh. the pattern, they, and it's not in every community. It's not in every city around Ukraine, by the way. It's certainly not yeah, in every right. province. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been reading a lot more about that and seeing mm. a lot more of those situations. And it's obviously to a point where it's made the news. And so yeah. uh, when, when I see it, it's just a standard. Oh, it just reminds me of, of other issues. Yeah, so, it's, so. it's terrible. I yeah. mean, like you said, this is life and death, folks. Help us. Help us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, we could talk all day about that, couldn't we, Sarah? We sure can. <laughs> um, but you know what? Let's go on. We have uh, James Klein, president of Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust, as well as a sponsor yeah. of Season 3 of Diversity Straight Up. Thank uh, you so much yes. for your leadership, your sponsorship, yes. and for being here today, James. Well, yeah. thank, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I mean, this is great. It's great to have discussions. It is. So I'm just happy to it is. learn from you, share <laughs> your ideas, is. questions. Um, yeah. yeah, this is well, going to be fun. A little bit, I'll yeah. tell a little bit about your background. How yeah. about that? I was going to say, let's, let's share go. with our listeners a little so, bit about yeah. James here. James, he All serves right. as the president uh, and CEO of Cedar Rapids Bank & Trust with over 25 years of, of banking experience in the greater Cedar Rapids area. His ability to connect vision, people, and ideas to drive results has really helped guide CRBT's culture. Uh, prior to serving at CRBT, uh, James was most recently served as the executive vice president and chief lending officer as a lifelong learner we are so excited to know that James has become the first in the state of Iowa to be earn his certified diversity professional credential within the banking industry. Very exciting. We're exciting. celebrating thank this. You. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> yes, uh, that's yeah. exciting. Thank you very much. One of only 27 people in the state. Thank you very Absolutely much. Absolutely, very excited. So in addition, he completed his graduate of uh, banking at Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Fun the, time. The Iowa Fun School time. of Banking, <laughs> Iowa Bankers uh, Commercial Lending. School, the American Bankers Association Commercial Lending School, and the Leadership Institute. <clears throat> He's also a graduate of the University of Iowa. Go I am. Hawks. I am a big Hawkeye. Go Hawks. James is very active giving back to his community. He volunteers and serves in several nonprofit boards and organizations in his community, and he also teaches finance at the University of Iowa, the Iowa School of Banking, Iowa Bankers Consumer Credit, and the Iowa Commercial Banking. I could tell you more about James. <laughs> very accomplished I, man. Yeah. We're, we're happy to have school. you. I love school. I love school. I love learning. Lifelong learning. For sure. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you James. for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. excited and have clearly watched you guys from afar and gotten to know you uh, more recently. And I'm, I'm thankful our paths have crossed. Yes. Likewise, yeah. um, James, I'm going to get straight into it. Um, right. You said you're a lifelong learner. Congratulations. Congratulations to you and Wendy Nielsen for having 
gone through your certified diversity professional credentials. You're the only two bankers in the whole state of Iowa, and we were so delighted that you decided to go on this journey, the credentialing journey with our firms. And having seen you two evolve over the whole process, I wanna ask you, what made you want to go on your diversity credentialing? You're a bank president, you're a white male executive. What made you want to go and get your certified diversity professionals? Yeah, yeah, great question. Thank you. And thank you to Sarika. She helped us prepare for the test, the journey, the classes. Oh, Anthony, too. So thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I wish Wendy Nielsen could be here because she's a, a huge part of this story as well. Wendy serves as our director of marketing and human experience at CRBT, but uh, a couple years ago, um, our company just decided, hey, we're all about relationships and culture and and really inclusion. Mm -hmm. I don't think we used the word inclusion back then, but how do we get people to feel part of something special and different? And so we started going down this journey and trying to learn. And I think Wendy would say her children impacted her a lot. I would say the same. Mm -hmm. I would say the same. We have three children. and my gosh, if you want to be, uh, you know, kind of hit in the face with, hey, dad, you should think of something this way or that way, your children will definitely do that. So uh, my kids have challenged me. And so Wendy and I just started uh, trying to learn more. I think we crossed paths with Sarka and started talking about what, what does that look like for CRBT? What does it look like for us as individuals? And uh, yeah, we, we said the CDP, CDP certified, um, certified Diversity Professional, is a great way to go. And so we started and it's a tough journey, but it's so worth it. Like many tough things in life, yeah. uh, the fruits are wonderful when you get there. Yeah. yeah. You don't see many CEOs and presidents taking this credentialing because it's usually tasked with, oh, my chief diversity officer or mm-hmm. my DNI professional take this credentials. Do you recommend other presidents and CEOs to take these credentials. Yeah. And- of course, yes, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And you know, I as I'm sitting here thinking, um, I remember 10 or 15 years ago, I was at a, a conference, a speech, and, and you know, we all have these filters, right, that we look through, mm-hmm. and we can talk about all of our filters and how mine was developed over the years, but you realize you have to open your filter up. And, and to me, this was a wonderful way to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was three great days with people across the nation world uh, world learning about <laughs> yeah. different stuff and then the, the, this thick book but so eye-opening it just it helped me be a better person open my lens and right. so i can be a better father husband i can be a better leader at the bank and hopefully help our community a lot yeah i like how i started off with being a better father and husband and then a banker yeah, because that, yeah, that, that's that, more that community matters yeah, right? yeah. You, sarah mentioned something earlier i want to i want to i want to circle back to that you're you're a white male i am and you're in this space called diversity. I am. And you chose to go down this path, which is not a, a common path. And so now that you've got that credential, how do you how do you feel that you can leverage that? How do you feel that you can leverage that that knowledge? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I do have that. And you know the saying with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I can't just get my CDP and then put it on my LinkedIn and, hey, I'm good. <laughs> it, it really is, and I, and I take it seriously. I need to be helping others on their journey and helping others consider uh, expanding their filter and their lens, um, you know, and kind of one at a time, just having those conversations and opening people's eyes. Hopefully, um, 
I should, and I want to do that. Yeah. I want to help people. And you think about it, what you're doing is uh, something that you don't see in the banking industry mm -hmm. or any other industries for that matter, president going and getting their diversity credentials. That means that it, that is a value mm -hmm. differentiator. That also means there's a lot of focus on you, James, that what are you going to do with it, right? Yeah, right. And it's not just you, but anyone that goes yeah. on mm -hmm. goes on any kind of a journey to continue to learn and grow, they're going to ask, what are you doing with it? Right. And, and, I, and I promise you, and I will tell you, when Wendy and I started this, we had no idea that not, not very many bankers did this or there wasn't. We had no idea. Mm -hmm. We just we found that out after we got all the way through it. Um, we, we really just wanted to be curious and to learn. And, uh, yeah, we knew it would help us be better leaders at, at, at CRBT and that will spread out to the community and our clients and our employees. So, yeah, it, it was curiosity probably as much as anything. Yeah, because. I am a white male. I yeah. I grew up within, I've lived within five miles my entire life. Mm -hmm. So the, I realized my filter was probably pretty yeah. small. And I'm glad you said that because remember about about three years ago, I came in your office and you and I had a conversation. I don't know if you remember this, so I want to kind of bring it back. But I remember you sitting in front of me and you were like, you know, Anthony, I, I, I want to make change here. You know, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just kind of a white guy. You know, I grew up in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but I remember it distinctly because I see the James today. Yeah. And I remember that conversation distinctly. So I guess my question, that's been about four years. I first yeah, started my yeah, company. Yeah. Uh, so you might not remember, but I do. So my point is, as you, so it's been about four years since you and I kind of sat down, but in the last four years, how have you evolved? Yeah. CDP aside, but how right, have you evolved right, right. as a, as a, I, as a president? I think, um, you know, maybe have more, move from maybe fear to excitement, mm -hmm. to embracing mm -hmm. it and, and, and wanting to, yeah, it, I mean, I keep going back to curiosity, but that's what it is. How, how can I learn more? Because it will help me, my family, the, the bank, the community. Um, the curiosity and, and probably, you know, as I was thinking about this, one of the biggest aha moments uh, was that, hey, everybody can win in this game. Mm -hmm. You know, our world today has created this situation where there's a winner and a loser. Mm -hmm. And if you support this, you're against that. That is not true. Right. Everybody can win. We can support various things. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're saying anything to somebody else. So, uh, yeah, the win-win mentality, I know we've talked about that a lot. That That is powerful. And it, it, and it brings people together mm -hmm. versus yeah. creating obstacles to relationships. Yeah. So, Yeah, you had brought up that you're looking at this from an excitement perspective yes. versus fear. Yes. And I have to tell you, Anthony, you probably have heard this a lot as well, that it is a fear that stops leaders from really looking Absolutely. at their diversity, equity, inclusion, and engagement journey within their own wall, and also what happens outside in the community as well as in the personal life as well. But it's that fear, their fear of what is this going to show? What's the data going to show? If it's very transparent, does that mean that we're not doing right. well? And we right. always know that assessment, there's two coins to it, right? You need to show the reality of what the data is showing. You need to have the baseline. That doesn't mean that's your end point. It's just right. one data point, right. Right? right? So I'm glad that you're saying that you're looking at it from that excitement yeah. perspective versus yeah. a fear perspective. Yes, and, and it's so wonderful having conversations with people and, and learning and, right. and, and being vulnerable. Like, hey, I, I don't know where my filter may be leading me here. Please forgive me if I, if I don't yeah. see something. Help me. And we talk together, and I might help yeah. them with their filter. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is exciting. Well, I've seen the growth in you. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. So, absolutely. That's great.
Well, another congratulations are in order. CRBT celebrated their 20-year anniversary. Yes, so congratulations. Yes. That's you. a significant milestone it and is. achievement. And I know that when you're looking at milestones, you do a lot of reflection. And I'm sure so you true. probably have reflected. You've been there since? I've been there 18 years. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so early yeah. on. Early on, uh, not at the beginning. Uh, yeah, it it is amazing. And 20 years in banking is pretty young. So we're still a baby in banking, but um, it's been a great run. And again, I say this to our staff all the time. <clears throat> because I'm the president today and I sit in the office of the president, I get to sit up here and hear the congratulations, but it's really all the people mm-hmm. at the bank that are doing it every day. And uh, we have so many sayings, you know, do the right thing and think long-term, not just short-term. And how can I help you? Things like that. So yeah. it it is really fun being part of a growing, evolving organization. And I know I am, and I know all of our employees are so proud of how we help the community too yes. mm-hmm. and build relationships. Yes. You said it well, it's a team. Totally. Yeah. So in the 18 years that you've been there, but if you look back the 20 years and now you're probably thinking about 20 years moving forward. Absolutely. If you had to put on your diversity, equity, inclusion and engagement lens, the past 18 years that you were there, do you think there could have been opportunities to maybe have done something, uh, different or better to move the needle a little bit more? I know it's always easier to look yeah, back right, and say, right. you could, I'm, oh, I'm what sure. it could have, I'm you sure. know. Yeah, I'm sure. Is there anything are... that sticks out in your mind? And then I'm going to ask you about the future. But um, anything in the last 18 years? Boy, I for sure, there's things we could have done better um, along the way. I don't have a specific <laughs> Sarka, but yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, but I'm glad that we're doing it now. Yeah. Or, you know, we started several years ago, so... Um, so what do you? That's a great en- question. So what do you envision then, for the next twenty years here, <clears throat> knowing where you are now in right. your journey? Um, Wendy and I talk a lot about inclusion. Um, you know, and, and the other thing here too is diversity has so many angles. It's it it's not yeah. just race or or female, male, or non-binary or whatever. It's hey, where did you grow up? Or yeah. what kind of family situation did you grow up in? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, diversity is so it's broad, broad, yeah. but it's so enriching when you right. start having those conversations yeah. and really uh, embracing it. But inclusion is a big thing. I want everybody at CRBT t- to truly feel uh, part of being a CRBT or having influence, having a say in what we do, because uh, it, it makes us better. Right. I mean, the more you can learn and the, the wider you can cast your filter, uh, yeah. the better. And I would say even take it that step further, right, to become an area where people feel like they're belonging, right? I always use the analogy. Absolutely. I always use the analogy. You know, you can invite me into the club. I can be there. No, I'm included, no, no. but I'm not on the dance floor no, with no, you, you have I to, want to be on the dance floor with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, you have a voice, and yes, you have a seat that's at the important. table. And, Absolutely. Uh, yes, not just you're here. Yeah, you're part. We're, yeah. we're making decisions and driving this thing forward together. Oh, yeah, great. and I completely agree with Anthony in there, and I'm so proud of CRBT for looking at inclusion. I said the inclusion is our actions that we have. Yeah. And I look at engagement. I say the more that people are engaged, the higher level of sense of belonging they're going to have. Right. And frankly, when I approach it uh, to you know, companies and to partners' engagement, then they are realize that, oh, we've been doing engagement. Many of them do engagement surveys, right? So they don't even realize that they've been on this journey, just never realized it because it wasn't being called that. Right. And so it makes them feel good that they were doing it and on this journey. And so um, talk about engagement just because you think yeah. about the high levels of you know, mental health 
that folks are experiencing. So I want to pivot a little bit in terms of wellness and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Because you talked about inclusion. That's the focus. That's right. Yeah, and, you know, many companies have focused or at least talked and uh, rolled out new things since COVID, um, which is great. But you're right, that that is another type of diversity. And I, and I really am proud um, of CRBT. We have a wellness committee that is really invested in not just what you eat or how you act, you know, exercise and that type of thing, but the whole the whole being, um, mental, spiritual, uh, body and everything. And so we do a lot of education in that realm. Um, I'm really proud. I, I started meditating four or five years ago and using an app called Calm. Oh, yes, um, I've heard I've been of thinking it. about that. <laughs> you should, you should. Um, but two years ago, we, we talked to the creators of Calm and uh, we came up with a package. So now all our employees get it for free at Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust. And we've had really good engagement with that and I hear I mean that is that that is so wonderful when somebody comes and says hey I, I'm going through a tough time but I'm listening to the sleep stories or the meditations on calm and it's helping me that's yeah. really good that is great yeah. yeah that's wonderful and again it's our wellness team uh, yeah I get to sit up here and talk about it but they're the ones driving it every day and and making a real difference um yeah so yeah. that's that's a great example another it is very we're all yeah. diverse I Absolutely. mean there's so many different angles to this yeah and, uh yeah, humans are complex. Complex people. Well, we've probably, uh, let's uh, probably segue to our, our next segment here. All right. Um, we have a segment called What's on Our Listeners' Mind. So we, What's we on our listeners' a, mind? Okay. A question from our listeners. And All right. So uh, if you are out there and you, you have questions, uh, please hit us up at diversitystraightup.com, and we'd love to hear your questions. And so we're going to get into a question here. What's on our listeners' minds? This question uh, comes from a gentleman named Mike. And Mike says, I work at a call center in Iowa, and I'm consistently hearing people on my team make negative comments about LGBTQ people. I don't know for sure, but I think there's an LGBT person on our team who is not saying anything about it. I don't like it, but not sure how to address it. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, that's a heavy one, Mike. That's a heavy one. It is, yeah. I'm glad, uh, glad I'm not answering. Glad James is. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey. There's no easy answer. The answer is courage. You have to have courage and you have to stand up and say something. I love that you, answer. You have to stand up and say something. Um, Did you hear that, listeners? Have the courage. Courage. Really like that answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet, I bet yeah. Mike likes that answer, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Mike, Do for the right thing. submitting <laughs> your uh, question. Listeners, we welcome your comments, suggestions, and questions, so please submit them at info at diversitystraightup.com. All right, now I get to bring in uh, the fun part yes. of uh, the podcast. This you is what I don't here? know about. <laughs> you don't know about this. Here we go. All right. Oh, soccer ball. We're in our new studio here, so things are always in my fingertips now. But um, <laughs> that also means I need to be very gentle when I throw this at somebody oh, here. <laughs> okay, all right. This is what we call the diversity thumb ball. It's a great way to be able to interact and, you know, I always say icebreakers, right? So what it is, it has a different prompts, questions on it, and we'll throw it at uh, each other. Okay. And wherever your thumb lands, try to get two of the thumbs so you don't have to pick a couple of questions. Uh, wherever it lands, read it out loud and um, answer it. Oh, it's been a while since it, we've done it this. It has, and answer it straight up. All right. <laughs> straight up. All right. All right. Great Let's catch there, right James. 
How do people learn bias and stereotypes? Um, well, I think it's just through probably how you were grown, how you grew up, uh, the circles you're in, the situations that you've encountered, um, things you hear from others on TV, things like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you guys think? I would agree. I think, yeah, I think definitely. I mean, uh, your upbringing, what's at the dinner table, who you're yeah. talking to, yeah. yeah. It's the exposure. All the those things. What you're exposed, exposed to. Yep. What are you exposed yeah. to? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be ready. Be ready. <laughs> you weren't ready. Right. Yeah, you weren't really ready. <laughs> that was fast, though. What gives you hope that people are becoming more accepting of diversity? Children. Mm -hmm. I was going to say James's kids. James' kids. The, yeah, the next generation kids. is... Yes. My kids. I, I say this because uh, my children are 12 and 15, and um, in their neighborhood, in their schools, these are their friends, neighbors, and what they are seeing is um, children their age that are exploring their own identity. That means from a gender identity, they're trying to explore who they are. And I hear all the time that um, their friends have changed names and say, can you please call us by this name? So gender neutral. Mm -hmm. And so I ask my children, I go, how do you feel about it? They said, you know what? They're still our friends. We're going to support them. And for me, that is what I feel is promising. And I've always said it with the younger generation, diversity is something that is easy for them because they have access to technology, so they see so much or exposed to so much, mm -hmm. right? I think the challenge for them, especially with social media, is that the equity, inclusion, and engagement is going to be challenging. That will always be challenging. That's technology. what I think yep. is going to be something that they're going to have to yeah. navigate through. Yep. But I think the younger generation, when it comes to diversity, they're a lot more accepting. Locked in, for sure. Yeah. Way more communication going on today. Yes. Absolutely. All right. What do we got going on? <laughs> you, you knew it had to be you. Describe a time when you experienced prejudice. Oh, gosh. How many times can I describe? How much time do we have? I know. So I'm trying to describe one that I haven't described before, but who cares, right? Because uh, it's one of the ones that I remember as a kid, and it, and it still sticks with me today. Uh, or how about so, one you have not shared on the show? I know. I'm trying to think of one. I've got plenty. For season three. Yeah. For I must have to think about that. Uh, oh, gosh. So I was working uh, for a telecommunications company. And uh, there were two jobs coming open. And it was for this videographer. This was in the 90s when video was like new. And I had a couple interns at KCRG and KGAN at some TV stations. And so I was well equipped for this position. I was at the time... 23, 24, head full of dreadlocks, black, green, and red locks, um, fully into myself. And uh, I still remember that this Monday that there was supposed to be this training. I got called in this training, and another gentleman got called in. It was a white male, and we were the only two people in the training. By the end of the day, we discovered that they had already handpicked him for the job. Um, and... They said it in the room. They said, well, the people from, from Denver came up, and they said, well, we're only supposed to be training one of you guys today. Is there a reason why you're here? Oh. To me. And I said, well, I applied for the job. I got sent to training. So long story short, you fast forward. I, I didn't get the job. I went down to HR, and I asked about this process. 
Um, and the whole time I was down there, the lady that was talking to me, and I didn't know it then, but looking back, I know it now. She's looking at my hair, looking at me funny as she's talking to me, yeah. not paying attention. Every time she looked up at me, she would be looking at my hair. Uh, I ended up quitting the job. I went to the NAACP. I could have I sued them because it was a, a clear case of probable, probable discrimination. But what I did is I just learned a lesson in my 20s. Mm -hmm. But I look back at that and I, and I distinctly remember. And it's interesting as I think about today and we talk about how people bring themselves to work and their whole selves to work, particularly African-American males and women, when you're talking about hair, uh, it's a very uh, important topic. And it's, it's amazing to look at where we are today. And I remember yeah. early 90s that those hairdos would just not be allowed. So clear, clear, clear example of, uh, of prejudice. And I've had plenty of those. So yeah. Yeah. thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fun times. Well, James, we could, you know, spend a lot of time with you. We'll do it, you know, definitely off the show, yeah. off record here. Yes. What, what we'd, I'd like to ask you, what we would like to ask you is, what recommendation would you have for leaders, for our listeners? They're all leaders. Titles don't make us a leader. What big advice would you give them to help them on their own equity, diversity, inclusion, and engagement journey? Yeah, I, I think the word vulnerable comes mm -hmm. to mind. It, mm -hmm. Just be vulnerable. Be Accept what you know, what you don't know, and be willing to learn. Uh, some I think sometimes leaders think they need to know the answer to everything or know every situation or scenario. We, we can't. Yeah. So sometimes you have to give yourself a break and say, hey, there's things I don't know. Help me understand. Or, or I'm going to go find some answers here. Uh, so be vulnerable and admit, I just want to get better. Let's let's all work together to get better. Yeah, I love that. I had a uh, CEO. Uh, he had said that it's hard to be vulnerable when it comes to diversity. And so I'm glad that you gave that advice. I did ask the CEO, when you think about vulnerable, what does that mean? I go, do you equate vulnerable with weakness? I go, how about if you start equating vulnerable with authenticity? Mm -hmm. And it did make him have a shift in perspective. Right. So I appreciate you sharing with our listeners. Be vulnerable on this absolutely. journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that shows authenticity. James, thank you so much for joining us for our Quarter Business Journal's Diversity Straight Up Season 3, our first episode. And thank you so much for Cedar Rapids Bank and Trust for sponsoring us and for you of giving of your time and your expertise today to our listeners. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for what you're doing. And uh, yeah, together we can all learn and grow and help everyone. Absolutely. We appreciate your time. As we always say on Diversity Straight Up. Keeping it real. Special shout out again to our sponsors, ACT, Alliant Energy, and Cedar Rapids Bank of Trust. Without you, we wouldn't be here. This show is produced by LAS Media Group. For more information, head on over to lasmediagroup.com. Special thanks to our listeners. Without you, we wouldn't be able to be here today. Uh, please send us your comments, questions, suggestions to info at diversitystraightup.com. Love this episode of Diversity Straight Up? Then head on over to the most popular podcast audio platforms and subscribe, rate, and review us. Remember, wherever you work, live, and play, our backyards are increasingly global. So as we say on Diversity Straight Up, keeping it real.